Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I've got with me Nav Darren from Loans Hub. And Nav has a pretty interesting business that he runs. Mate, how are you going today? Good, Maywa. Thanks for having me. How's your uh, afternoon? Well, uh, yeah, afternoon. Yeah, pretty good looking out the window. It's uh, what we can pretty much do right now with the whole coronavirus situation. How about yourself? Same here. I'm looking out the window, trying to see what the world is doing while I'm trapped inside. Yeah, yeah. Now, your business is Loans Hub. That doesn't get really get affected by coronavirus, does it? No, no. So we're a pure dig- digital uh, mortgage management platform. So uh, all my team work remotely as well. So we have no adverse impact on our business from this. The only thing is, though, that a lot of people are a bit concerned about their borrowing capacity because no one knows um, what their the employment situation is going to be like. So the lending on that front has slightly slowed down. But aside from that, uh, no, no impact on the business. Awesome, mate. Now, Nav, what exactly, or very briefly, what is the problem that Loan Hub actually solves for people? So the, the problem is that when someone gets a home loan with, with a bank, they tend to set and forget the mortgage. So what happens is there's a thing called interest rate creep. So banks apply or offer the best interest rate to the, to the new borrower, whereas the existing home loan borrower tends to suffer because the bank has to fund the discounted home loan for the new borrower somehow. So, and they do that by screwing the existing borrower. So what Loans Hub does, the problem we solve is we enable people to get a better home loan for the life of their mortgage. What this means is our platform actively remu- uh, reviews their home loan over the life of the mortgage. And when there's a zero economic cost for them to change to a new lender, they, our, our platform prompts them and they can consider moving or refinancing their home loan to another lender. Now, everything Unlike finder.com or Mozo or one of any of these comparator website, everything is done on our platform. So the when someone's once they're on our platform, they don't have to go and leave our platform at all. Yeah, awesome. So it's just it's a platform. Is it also a software or a technology? How do you describe it? Well, I would say it's a it's a cloud-based well, it, it has an algorithm doing the hard work and it's yeah. cloud-based. So um, I, we like to call it a platform because it does numerous things uh, rather than we're not, we wouldn't, wouldn't class ourselves as a SaaS business because we are B2C. That sounds pretty interesting. And the reason I'm asking there is that usually I'm, I'm into like the creativity of businesses and how things like that work. It's very easy for some people just to think that this is something that essentially you just come up with having a finance background and then you've just developed this tech and you set it out to work. But sort of um, what's your role in that? Because I'm interested to find out exactly the, the, the depth that NAB takes to make sure this is something that's, you know, really, really needed by the market. So what's the branding that you give this sort of software for people to actually buy into it? Well, the, the whole, the, how we sell it is we are going to be your personal mortgage manager. 
technically the platform is going to be a personal mortgage manager because it will enable you to get a better home loan for life. And how, how did I come up with this idea? Well, you did allude to, you know, work, working in the bank. Yes, I did work in the bank for 15 odd years uh, and I did work with two of the big, big fours. And the, the most common problem I saw was once people get got their home loan, they tend to set and forget. Also, how long have you had this idea for? Well, uh, the idea is around two years old. So we started building the platform about 18 odd months ago. And we've been live now just over six months. What was that like? Getting started? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not easy, I can tell you that. And uh, be, being a new brand to the market, um, it's not easy. So you need to get brand awareness. That's one one issue then you need to create brand trust um, because it's it's to do with mortgage right it's a large amount of money people are dealing with it's easier for someone to uh, go to a, a bank even though they're only getting one one branded product rather than option to have branded products from 40 other lenders like my platform offers um, and the other thing is i'm competing with uh, banks uh, physical mortgage brokers, there's other online platforms. Um, the the differentiator, of course, is my platform continuously reviews the customer's home loan, which none other online home loan platform does. So that's sort of like your main selling point is the, the, uh, the review and the constant update for the client of their home loan. Correct. It's, it's uh, because that... People need to realize, if, if you're a mortgage holder, uh, they need to realize that it's costing them a lot of money by staying with one lender, right? So uh, the Australian Federal Productivity Commission did a, a review of uh, mortgage holders in Australia, and they found that even if they refinanced once over the life of their mortgage, an average mortgage holder saves $31,200. That's a lot of money, mm, yeah. right? So imagine if someone came to my platform, was sitting on my platform, and then uh, our, our modeling shows that it will that the system will flip them at least three to four times or prompt them to flip at least three to four times. That saves them approximately $106,000 over the life of that mortgage. And that's money in their pocket. Wait, did you say 106000 Correct. That's an incredible amount of money. Correct. Oh, gee. I tend to think that I'm probably in the age group, you know, the 25 mm. to 35 age group that's looking to get into their first homeowner mark. Would I be correct in assuming that that's your target market as well? Or, or who sort of do you target? We, we, the, the target market, there's... there's three different target markets, right? So yes, first home buyers is one target market. Then the, the biggest target market is the refinance target market, okay? And then the third target market is the investors, which would be the smallest. So the refinance is the largest, first home buyers is the second largest, and the investors are the smallest target market. So uh, with, with, with the first home buyer, Let's take you for an example, right? If you decided to go and take a loan with 
launcher. From, the, from day dot, you'd be better off. You will not have to worry about uh, if you have the best home loan out there because the system, the platform will do that for you. So over the life of the loan, depending on how the, the future situation is, so you could be saving anywhere from 31000 to $106,000 over the life of the loan. So with the six-month operation, also is it about six months you've had it now? Just over six months. We've yeah. been live just over six months. Yeah, awesome. So live for just over six months. What are the sort of wins that you've had in that time period up until about now? So the wins we've been having is on the refinance front. So we've been getting a few applications for people wanting to, to make sure that they are on a better home loan for their life. So that's the area we've been winning. We've been, it's been difficult getting first home buyers. And I think the reason for that is most first home buyers would ask someone they know uh, who they should go and get a home loan with. And, um, you know, not many people know about Loan Sub at the moment. So they, they tend to go to their family or friends and they'll go, okay, go to the bank you bank with. And that's where most home buyers actually end up. 80% of most home buyers end up at the bank they bank with. And the balance tends to go to physical brick and mortar mortgage brokers. But even, even with the amount of banks that they are out there, um, mm -hmm how are you finding that you're cutting through that noise? Because I think it's important for people who are just starting out new businesses. I mean, not just in your industry, but you know, whatever they are to find out how, how do I cut through the noise when there are already established players in, in the industry? So the easiest, well, it's not easy. Okay. However, the path to take is to take an omni-channel path. You can't, if, if someone says to you, this is my opinion, okay? Someone says to you, you should just use social media marketing or just use PPC, which is, uh, you know, uh, Google marketing or Yahoo marketing or Bing marketing. So any, any digital you, strategy, essentially. Yeah. You, you will be... It's very difficult to get through the, the, the noise on the internet. The internet is super noisy, mm. right? So you'd have to go as many channels as possible. If you can, like I post on uh, LinkedIn, like using my profile, but it's branded to my business. Uh, I, I post on LinkedIn every day. I post on Twitter. Uh, I po post on Instagram. I post on Facebook. I, 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 I just spread myself as wide as possible. I, I post on different Facebook groups. Uh, using my brand. I try to automate a lot of this, but it's not always possible to automate everything. And the reason is some of these digital platforms, especially platforms like Facebook, um, Instagram, and LinkedIn, they, they like you to post natively. If you don't do that, they don't actually push your content up. Yeah. So I, I, I just push out as much content as possible to build brand awareness. And I, I don't see myself or my brand being uh, super well known for at least, I think the time I've given myself is two years to get my brand relatively well known. I mean, I could 
somehow get engaged by a media and get plastered on Sydney Morning Herald or something like that, and I'd get instant fame. But until that time, it's a hard slog. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, 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 um, it's probably the best and the worst time to be in this sort of space because I can imagine maybe 10, 15 years ago, you probably wouldn't have all the tools at the disposal that you do now to be able mm. to do all the marketing and, and, and branding yourself. But at the same time, because of the amount of tools out there, sometimes it can be a little bit cluttered. Correct. And marketing is a very expensive um, business to be in. Okay. If you're going to do digital marketing, people think it's cheap, but it's not. Uh, and then if you're going to, I, I've made mistakes marketing. I've you know paid for marketing in magazines that didn't pan out. I've paid for uh, a PR agency, a substantial amount of money. In fact, I've just sent a, a letter of demand to my PR agency asking for a refund because they made all these promises, explicit promises. However, four months in, I have seen no outcome. And I had what do, you, enough. what do you consider an outcome in that sort of situation? As in, I had got no exposure within the media at all, even though they were telling me continuously that, uh, uh, you know, they've got Sydney Morning Herald wanting to talk to me, but I, I haven't spoken to Sydney Morning Herald in four oh. months. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a pretty clear cut, like uh, a failure on that part then. Correct. Correct. So I, I sent a letter of demand saying services not rendered. Uh, please refund my my money so do you, do you think it's quite difficult coming from uh, a particularly non-marketing uh, or creative background as you do because you know you said you spent 15 years in the financial services industry and banking um, has it been more of a difficult slog for you to then sort of transition into you know while doing something in, in that space yet you still got to wear all these new hats well it was a steep learning curve so I would have spent at least two, 200 hours trying to learn as many digital marketing platforms as well uh, as I could. I'm, I'm still learning, mind you, and I'm still experimenting. Um, but the, the thing I, the way I look at it is if I don't market, no one will know. I mean, once upon a time, they, they used to say, you create a website and people will find you. It's not possible. There's, no. there's millions of websites on, on, on Google, you know, and unless you market yourself, um, no one's going to find you. And so as someone who wears multiple hats, I mean, my, my business is very uh, developer heavy. So there's, there's, there's more developers than operational people. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so I end up wearing a lot of hats, um, like the marketing hat, the uh, the operations hat, the finance hat. You're pretty much the key contact person for everything to do with, with Loans Hub. Correct. I, I even look after the SEO. I try to do as much SEO po for, as possible, and uh, I only, you know, pass a task to my dev team if it, if it includes coding. If, if there's no coding, I do it myself. Now, now, some people might be saying at this point, and I know we're still on the marketing sort of thing, you know, if you don't have the experience in it, the best thing to do is just to pay somebody 
who has the experience and can do it all for you. Is there a particular reason that you might be a little bit more hesitant to pass it on to somebody else just yet? For sure. And the reason is how, how do you, I, I would give my marketing to someone if they said, okay, if, if you paid me X amount of money, I will make sure that you earn, you know, X amount of money in return. However, the, the, most marketing agencies they tend to go and show you okay i've got a, a you know this many impressions or this many reach but that doesn't mean anything to my business that's not gonna earn me money i actually need conversions right so that's the main thing that you're aiming for and somebody can provide you with a solution to or map out a plan of how they're going to achieve that you'd be more than willing to probably engage them Correct. If someone said to me, I will make sure that through my marketing uh, efforts or campaigns, you get X amount of business, like X amount of dollars. Which just sounds like, like this okay. is a call out then for somebody to actively maybe do that work for you now. This is, this is an open, right. open call. Well, if someone, if someone says to me they can do it, I'd say, okay, I'll give you a percentage of the amount of money you get me. Ah. So it's sort of like you on know? a commission basis as well. It's not, it's like the thing in Australia, like if you look at US, affiliate marketing is huge. Okay. Australia is very, very slow or I find that when you try to offer people affiliate marketing, that they, they don't really like it. Mm. They, 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 the uptake is very slow or they don't understand what it is. Um, everyone one wants a, a amount of money upfront now. Whereas I want to pay people money once they have actually given me an outcome, right? It's no use. I've, I've given people money upfront and they've done no work and I've lost money. Just being a little bit more careful and just being more results-based then that's it. Correct. I mean, if you were working, if you were going for, uh, working for an employer, PYG, they'd be wanting results. Why shouldn't a business one results from a company they employ. No, I can't agree. I can't, I can't argue with that. <laughs> no, I think it's, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. And that's a strategy that, um, yeah, you, you, you seem to like put the, the thought into now from a more tech side of things, just having a look at this sort of presence and, and the way that your, um, your business is structured. One of the things I noticed that is consistent across all the platforms that it's on there is you keep having this idea of, getting you a better home loan for life with smart technology. Now, obviously technology plays a huge part in, in what you actually do there, but how have you actually developed the systems and a framework to support what Loan Hub does? What's been the history behind that? Um, I've, I've mentioned this earlier. It, it was purely based on my, my experience in banking and seeing that the customers weren't winning. Um, I can't really go too much into how the platform does things because they would be giving away the source, oh, no, the no, secret no. source. I do that. And I, and I can't do that. But the premise is, I mean, anyone can try to go and create something like this, um, you know, and I'd be happy if someone goes and creates something and maybe they can get more brand awareness out there and then I can claim, hey, I did that first, so boo-hoo. <laughs> Copyrighted. Is it is copyrighted? Is it trademarked what you do? It's, it's very difficult to copy. Patented. Yeah, very difficult. There's, 
it's it's gonna be, it's going to cost me more money than I want to spend. Even mm. even trademarking in Australia is very difficult. Uh, like your your brand, unless it's something very unique. I mean, when I initially applied for my trademark for my brand, um, they they came up with all these objections. For example, they said, "Well, launch is a very generic term. Uh, you know, why should we give you this?" I had to I had to come up with a lot of go through a lot of hoops to finally get a trademark. The software itself, though, is it fair to assume that that's developed externally by, you said, by developers? Well, it's in-house. So my developers, uh, they work on equity return, okay? Mm -hmm. So I don't pay them. Mm -hmm. And they get, when, when they get paid, they get paid from whatever money we make. They get a percentage of it. All right. And would you suggest that that's a, a, a better or more unique way of actually engaging the, uh, the people that work with you? I, I found for me, it was the best way. And the reason is that the people working on, the, on, on this platform with me are vested. They want it to work. Okay. And they do everything. If, if anything needs fixing, one of them will make time to fix it because they have ownership of it even though that they, they don't um, have the have the name on the company they still have equity share agreements with it. so, so they are getting you're incentivizing them essentially to do a good correct. job correct and that's that's what it sounds like all you're um all, all you're doing it seems like from you know if it's a marketing point of view it's a tech development sort of view it's just like you want to incentivize the people that work with you and your business to, um, you know, produce the best result possible. Correct. And, and I, I am willing to look after my people. I, I will not take a pay, but I will give them a pay. No, you know, equity share. Yeah. I will, I will, I will forego my equity share as long as my, my team gets paid. And is this tech continuously being developed? Do you have like a, a, a plan or time frame for how often we get new updates to the loans hub system? Um, so we, 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 yes, we are constantly tinkering away with it uh, in the background. Uh, for example, these, these uh, um, new legislations coming with the banking. So, uh, responsible lending was one thing, but the next next thing coming is called best interest duty. So everything a mortgage or financial services provider does for the customer has to be in the best interest of the customer. So we, we trying to implement those things into our platform or how this, the platform pulls out loan options for the borrower. So everything it does, it has to be in the best interest of the applicant. Is that primarily as a result of the banking Royal Commissions that we've had recently? Yes, yes and no. So yes, the best interest duty came as an as a direct result of the banking Royal Commission. However, the, the during the banking Royal Commission, not much was achieved actually because there are 76 recommendations 
And I think out of the 76, not even half have been implemented. So the biggest thing that came, that has, that is been implemented is the best interest, best interest duty. However, the other day I saw that the mortgage broker industry, which mind you, I, I am part of as well, because part of my business does mortgage broking. They're pushing back on the start date of the best interest duty. Personally, I would, I would just rather just the best interest duty comes and starts going now because any mortgage broker should be doing what's right for their customer from get go anyway. And have after a fifteen year career in banking and finance, most people would be happy just to stay in a in a cushy job until the retirement and, you know, maybe retire with a bit of money and, you know, go ski in the Alps or take holidays to Fiji. Obviously you care more about what people are. Um, I guess the treatment of people in that industry, when people ask you why exactly you started this business and got into this, what do you tell them? Well, to make money. <laughs> Is that really it? That's just it? <laughs> no, well, that's... Well, that's you, can, you can make more money in banking or, you, I mean, you can make quite a good money in banking. Yes, you can. It depends where you are in banking though, right? In, in retail banking, mm, there's not that much money, whatever you, people think. Um, yes, making money was part of the reason. The other reason was to help people beat the financials industry or their lenders okay but as with any business i did not create lonza purely just to to be santa claus and give people gifts i had the intention of money making money at the back of it it's quite blunt oh it's the, it's it's the truth no use lying about it i mean why would i go into business so if i wasn't intending on making money otherwise i would have started a not-for-profit well that's pretty true i guess most people um i'm not having to go at you here at all most people are just a little bit more blasé about um you know that sort of um reasoning if that is their exact reason you know they'd, they'd be more into the oh well you know i'm trying to just really make a change in the world and things like that and i guess it's it's it might be good maybe that's why you didn't want to stay in banking forever because I find that a lot of banks, they do pretend like they care about the people, but you know, there's, there, there's more money involved. That's that drives most of their decisions. Well, if you try going into a bank and standing at the counter guaranteed somewhere along the, along the line, they will try to sell you something. There will be a sales pitch but with loans. There is no sales pitch because everything is done online. You apply online, you get sent your loan options online. The only time you, you actually talk to us and we have a, a visual interaction is we have a, a video conferencing con capability. So every time when someone takes a loan with us, we need to actually do a video interview with them because we want to see their face to see if they're a real person that's one thing the other thing is we want to have on record because everything is recorded and stored in cloud that whatever the option they have proceeded to choose we want we want evidence that it's it's their own choosing and we didn't actually 
pressure cell or shove it down their throat, you know. So we give, we, when someone applies for a loan in the back system, there's about 15, typically when someone, a PAYG person applies, about 15 loans are spat out. And then someone physically then goes and short, short list, like the best three or four, and an email is generated to the borrower. The borrower then goes and says, okay, this is, uh, I'll choose lender X because according to this, um, you know, graph, it's the most savings. And then they, they go and book a, a meeting, a video conference with us online. And then we have a video conference and during that video conference, they have to tell us, you know, themselves, which option they took. And we record that, we keep it, and it's part of our compliance anyway. Uh, but that also means we meet our best interest duty because we're making sure that whatever we've given the customer has been in the best interest. So what's the future looking like for Loans Hub? The future is looking good. Uh, I just uh, need to spend more money marketing, but uh, that's, that's every day for Loans Hub. Mm-hmm. And um, I think as long as you're consistent, like you said, you've been, um, that's, that's a good start. Yeah. Yes. So I'd like to start taking on admin team to uh, expand my ad- admin team. And I don't want to go overseas. I, I'm trying to keep every team member Australian. So I'm trying to keep everything on shore. Um, it's costing a bit more. However, I think Australians appreciate dealing with onshore, onshore businesses rather than, uh, mo- like for example, this this COVID nineteen is a perfect example. So there's other online lenders like Lendy, where most of their processing team was based in Manila, and Manila shut down. So I'm sure the the back end isn't that great at Lendy at the moment. <laughs> Well, mate, as long as you're keeping compliant and servicing what the people need. Just in a bit of a, a closer, Spotify mm-hmm. or Apple Music, which one do you prefer mm. and what are you listening to? I prefer Spotify and currently I've got DMA on rotation. What is DMA? Mate, do you <laughs> not know? <laughs> is something because that- I've been told that I should, there are a lot of bands that people apparently are pretty popular that I have no idea about just because I didn't grow up listening to them. But if it's one of those, just tell me and I'll shut up. It, it, it's Aussie band, uh, Sydney group. Uh, I suppose the, the, the closest thing you'd say it'd be Brit pop, oh. like Brit rock pop. Uh, Do you know, okay. like Oasis? Uh, uh, Gallagher's, is that them? Correct. Brothers? In, in fact, I think Liam Gallagher has uh, said something amazing about this band. I think he reckons it's the best band after his band. Oh, okay. Well, that's good then. I'll, I'll check them out for you now. So next time we have a chat, you know, I don't sound so clueless. Oh, what are you listening to? What am I listening to right now? Well, there's a new J Electronica album that just came out. So, I mean, mm-hmm. for people who might be listening to this later, uh, that was, uh, uh, this, this is April now, it was in March. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's a new J Electronica album that just came out and J Electronica is a rapper who's about 45 years old. And 
I first heard about Jay maybe in 2010, 2011. So when I just mm-hmm. started uni and mm-hmm. suddenly he was this new age of, you know, really lyrical, very smart guys who were rapping and I just got into it. But if the thing is he only had two songs out and an mm-hmm. album was meant to come out and that was in 2011. And I remember taking the day off in September 2011 from uni to wait for this album to come out. But it never did. It was delayed. It was delayed. It was delayed. It was delayed for 10 years. And it just came out last week. Oh, sorry, last month. So, yeah, been really getting into it. And it's, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a journey. <laughs> I'll say so, that. So the question is, though, did it meet your expectation? It did not meet my expectation, if I'm 100% honest. Um, mm. I think I, the person that I was when I was, uh, you know, in 2011, when I was what, 16, 17, mm. um, is not the person that I am now. So I don't need to listen to, you know, deep rap music to feel like I'm smarter than everybody else. Um, yep. and he's still a great rapper, I'll be honest, but um, the excitement that I got after listening to the album a couple of times was sort of a little bit more diminished. I think it would be more exciting if it, if it hadn't been delayed for so long. So do you listen to Anderson Pack or Kid no. Cudi or anyone else? Uh, I do listen to Kid Cudi when he is uh, partnered with Kanye West, who is my favourite rapper and musician of all time. So that's, okay. uh, I know he's a controversial character, but you are, and, and I'm very open about how stupid he is sometimes, but you'll never catch me not listening to him. But, um, but we could do a music podcast if we wanted to. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. Mate, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today. I think it's been very interesting to learn a little bit about what you do. And um, I'm very, I was very interested into the, um, the aspect of, you know, jumping from something completely different into what you do now in, in addition to wearing so many hats. So, yeah, appreciate your time. Where can people find you if they want to connect with uh, Nav and Lone Sub? Matt, uh, people can connect with me on LinkedIn, so they'll have to use my uh, full name, which is Navneet Taran, or yeah. uh, they can go to loansub.com.au and uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. You can follow us everywhere. We Sound, everywhere, Maya. Sounds good, mate. We'll drop it in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for coming on. That's all right. Thank you for having me. You have an amazing day. Thank you.